Welcome to Word of Truth with Reverend Azuka Obi. Hi, good morning. I am your host, Chikudumobi. Welcome to Word of Truth. I'm so glad you've joined me this morning, this Sunday, beautiful Sunday morning. And today, I have a question for you. And it's what I call the trick question. Here is a question. How many of the 12 spies that Moses sent to scout the land of promise actually told the truth? Is it the 10 that said they were not able to go and take that land? Or is it the two, Caleb and Joshua, that said we are well able to go and take that land? Think about it. Have you thought about it? I'm sure you said the 10 that said we are not well able to take that land. Right? And Joshua and Caleb said the truth. Hmm? Is that what you said? Well, you are wrong. <laughs> the 12 of them said the truth. Let me remind you of the story from the scriptures. You know, Moses led the congregation out of Egypt, arrived at the border of the promised land. And as a, and as a very good military strategist, remember he was trained as a priest of Egypt, a warrior. He sent out spies to go, to go scout the promised land. So after 40 days of exponage, they came back bearing fruits, grapes, the Bible said, from the land. And the 10 came with this report. You're going to find this report in Numbers 13, verse 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Who are the descendants of Anak, the giant? And of course, the next thing that happened is that the people, the congregation, there was, a, uh, there was an uproar. Oh, they shouted, they screamed. You brought us out to the wilderness to kill us and all that. So they really objected and murmured. Now, do you know what happened next? Two men, Joshua and Caleb, rose up. Caleb quieted the people in verse 30 and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. I love that scripture. I am well able to overcome. And I'm speaking to you now, listening to me. I don't know what you are faced with. I wouldn't say I know. Even if you tell me, I won't say I understand how it feels. Because you're the one wearing the shoes. You know where it pinches. But there's something I know. For a fact. Something that has worked for me even when I go through things. Is that you are well able to overcome it. I would love you to repeat it with me. You can say, I am well able to overcome it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, you are. Because the greater one lives on your inside. You can't have the greatest of all living on your inside and you fail and suffer defeat. It is not possible. You are well able. That is what he said. But a dense fire came about. This is what usually happens on our inside when we're going through stuff. There is conflict going on. Me, if you listen to me, I'm passing through, through, through trials, tough times, challenges. And you're wondering how you're going to pay your rent. And you're wondering this sickness. I've refused to go. You've gotten an evil or a bad report. A negative report from the doctors. I mean, your back account has no good tale to tell you. And you're wondering, Pastor, we've had it all. All this is you're saying, please, I've had it all. What are you talking about? 
and there's this conflict that is going on on your inside now. Hey, it happens to everybody. My brother and my sister, I have gone through tough times. And my time of going through tough times have not ended. Oh, yes. The Bible Jesus told us in John 16 verse 33 that since we are in the world, we will be faced with trials always. But I love the amplified version of that. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome it. Amplified, use some words to further <laughs> amplify the word overcome. He said, see, I have deprived it of power to harm you. That scripture is one of my best scriptures in the Bible. This is Jesus speaking to me. He says, see, whatever you think you're going through that appears as if is going to drown you or kill you or defeat you. Jesus says, see, no matter how difficult, how heavy that burden appears to be, I have removed the power it has to hurt you. And whenever I read that scripture, one picture is painted in my mind. I see a lion that roars, but it has no teeth. It has no claws. That's the picture I usually see. And it takes me back to the book of James. The Bible says that the enemy, like a lion, roars, seeking room to devour. So that picture has always been a picture I have. So I see that problem like Satan roaring, making noise. But he doesn't have any teeth, none, no tooth. His claws all gone. Jesus has pulled out his claws, pulled out his teeth 2,000 years ago when he made a public spectacle of it, triumphing over them in it. So that problem, you are being faced with, you can surmount it because the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 10 that he will not let you suffer any trial that you are not able to bear. So no matter how heavy it appears at the moment, you have the power, the ability to bear it. That was why the other two responded and said, let us go up at once, at once, no delay. I like that. For we are well able to overcome it because the more you delay and dilly-dally and think about it, Satan will come up with several auto-suggestive thoughts, negative, to cast doubt in your mind. Like it's happening to you now. But I trust the word of God is also casting down those imaginations and every high thing in your mind that have been exalted against the knowledge of Christ. And the tough spy said, no, we are not well able to do that. Verse 31 and 33. We are not able to do that, to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they have spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people we saw in it are men of great stature. So it is the land that destroys its inhabitants. So that is pointing that picture in your mind that you are not able to do it. Don't try it. Maybe there's some project you want to embark on. It's so big. And this doubt in your mind is telling you, you can't do it. You can't do it. You're going to fail. Listen to the spies. This is a land that divorces its inhabitants. And yet, there are inhabitants in that land. And not just normal inhabitants. Giants. So, if the land is decaying and destroying everybody in it, there shouldn't even be human beings. Talk less. Massive, great men of stature like giants. Are you seeing how Satan paints a picture? Of a, of a little moth hill and makes it appear like Mount Everest. So your faith will fail. Starting from today, it won't fail. Every doubt in your mind and fear, I 
cast it down now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, I see someone listening to me rising. Arising like a child that you are, taking charge and conquering and overcoming because that's who you are. You're more than conquerors. You are an overcomer. You are going to take charge and press into your own promised land on this earth, into your riches. You are going to get rid of that poverty, that scarcity, that sickness, that marriage that is falling apart. Then you that are wondering when are you going to get married? That mountain is about to become a plane. Oh, <laughs> I'm running out of time. Let me, let me wrap it up. So, what happened? You know the story. God kept the children of Israel to read my role in that wilderness for 40 years. And every single one, the Bible says, that have reached adulthood at this point, died in the wilderness. And a new crop of Israelites, a new generation, arose. They are the ones that pressed into the promised land. Everyone died except Two men, even Moses died, except two men. Who are the two men? The two men that said, we are well able to take possession of that land in accordance with the word of God. So the ten that said, we are not able to take the land. Guess what? We are not able to. The two that said, we are able to take the land. Guess what? They were able to. So at the end of the day, both parties said said the truth. The ten pessimistic spies say the truth. The two optimistic spies say the truth. Joshua ended up leading the next generation to possess this land of promise. Then Caleb, as a member of his own tribe, inherited land. They had land allotted to all the 12 tribes of Israel and Caleb's tribe inherited land. But something unique happened to Caleb. Not only did Caleb get an inheritance as being a member of a tribe, he got his own personal inheritance. My God. <laughs> oh, God, God, God. The power of God is just on me. There's somebody listening to me. Your background is that of penury. Nobody from your background, from your clan. I mean, when you go to your village now, it is penury, abject poverty. You're listening to me right now. Hear ye the word of the Lord. I am speaking to you. You are the Caleb of your family, of that clan. The anointing to conquer is coming upon you. You're going to press through in this, in this land. And you're going to be a success. I command angels right now to aid you. In the name of Jesus. Rise up, Caleb. Go. Take possession. And inherit your possession. For the Lord God is with you. Can you see how these two men believed in the Lord, believed in the word of the Lord, and they were ready to act on that word to take corresponding action. And they constantly confessed that they were well able. At the end of the day, they got their reward. This is the consequence of faith and unshakable confidence in God's ability to fulfill his promise to them. Verse 14 also repeated it. The Bible says, Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day. If you go for pilgrimage in Israel, go to Hebron. You're going to see Caleb's real estate. is a city. Because, the reason why the Bible says, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. If somebody else listening to me now, you just caught on to what I'm saying. You're about to go and sign a deal with the devil because of poverty. They say, come and join this group. 
will take you somewhere and you will make money. I'm also talking to you. Follow the Lord God of Israel today. Don't seek a shortcut out. Satan will give you a deal, but it's for a while. It's going to come for your life later. Don't do it. This is the final warning you're going to get. Don't do it. Persevere like Caleb and Joshua did. And there's an inheritance for you. A follower of Christ is one that hears the word and obeys that word because he has undergone mind transformation. This results in God's word abiding in you, in your spirit and in your mind. The Bible says in John 15 verse 7, that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. When God's word becomes your daily cup of tea, the air you breathe and totally consumes your inner man, prayer failures cease. Success becomes your reality. Everything you say and confess, just like Joshua and Caleb did, you will create. Every confession you make, you will have. The question is, what confession are you making? Are you the 10 spies confessing negatively? Guess what? You will have it. Or are you like Joshua and Caleb that confessed positively? Guess what? They also had it. Mark 11 verse 23 says, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So you have to speak to the mountain because it is what you say to the mountain that you have. I'm going to give you one minute as I round off now and I'm going to see you next week. Open your mouth. I don't care where you are. You might be in the car. You might be in the bus listening to me. You might be in your house. Open your mouth now. Take a couple of minutes to speak to that challenge. Speak to that sickness in your body. Speak to your back account. Speak to that contract you are seeking, you know, confirmation for. Speak to the job. Command it now and it will obey you. See you next week. And if you've not accepted Jesus into your life, this is time for that now. Just say after me, Lord Jesus, I believe you died. I believe you resurrected from the dead. I ask you into my heart, be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Please remember to subscribe to his YouTube channel at Saint Vlog. Follow him on Facebook at Chukudum. Follow him on Twitter at Chukudum O. Follow him on Instagram at Saint T. Subscribe on his blog www.saint.tips with an S to receive the daily devotional and bullet words sent to your email daily. I'm really glad you joined me for this episode. Make sure you tune in next week. Same time, same station. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. Have a blessed week. You are in for a miracle. See you.